We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Mavericks victory 117-112 against the Portland Trailblazers Saturday night in Dallas. The Mavericks scored 32 points in the fourth quarter, outscoring Portland 32-24 in the final frame to get the win. As you can tell by me starting off this podcast, I am not going to be joined by our editor-in-chief, Kirk Henderson. He took his son to the game tonight, and I'm sure he had a great time. So, of course, we're going to let him have the night off. But knowing Kirk, I'm, I'm sure he's going to get the live show, the Spotify Green Room going when he get whenever he gets back from uh downtown dallas traffic post game post mavericks game so he might be he might be a little bit but we're gonna talk real quick um just gonna be me tonight because i feel like this is kind of a <clears throat> i don't know it was it was a good win but it felt it felt pretty um inevitable to me uh, i know that there was a lot of talk about the mavericks two losses against uh orlando and washington they are both bad losses mavericks didn't look good but as we've seen in the Luka Doncic era, this team will just routinely look look pretty lifeless and lethargic against bad teams on the road. But man, when they're at home against a good team, even if they don't win, it's a night and day uh, difference in terms of effort, uh, energy level, and execution. 
And again, that happened again, especially with Luca. You know, Luca Saturday night prime time game wasn't on national television, but you're still Saturday night at home against Damian Lillard and a really good Portland team. You're debuting New Jersey's that everyone loves. Uh, the building has great energy in it. Like it, it just felt preordained that, that not only would Luca have a great game, but that the Mavericks would win. And if even if they didn't win, at least have an effort that felt better than what they did the previous two games. And I think that was the case, even if the Mavericks. Uh, ended up losing this game. I mean, I think process-wise, uh, things looked a lot better than the last two games. Obviously, Luka was the difference. He had a monster uh, triple-double, 42 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists, only two turnovers. He had two steals and a block. Uh, when he's collecting defensive stats like that, um, you know he's really engaged in the game when he's playing well defensively. So he was huge. Um, made just about every single shot in the paint. He was only one of five from three, which again, following a nice trend that he, you know, if he doesn't have the three, he just doesn't really shoot them that much this year. You know, we've seen Luca, even when he doesn't have the three ball going, you know, do like these two for 10, three for 12 type performances. But he, you know, he didn't have it tonight from three and he didn't really um, take too many bad shots. He got the free throw line 18 times. He was basically the only Mavericks player that got to the free throw line. Um, the other, uh, the rest of the team besides Luca combined to go to the free throw line seven times, uh, which is pretty crazy. And it was all bench players. Uh, funny enough, Spencer Dinwiddie again, crazy with his free throw shooting, uh, just non-existent, non-existent compared to where he was last season when he got traded to Dallas. But again, story of the game was, you know, Luca was dominant and then they did what they needed to do. Uh, they got what they needed from the role players. Um, you know, the, the starting lineup again, looked kind of funny. They had three starters combined to score 10 points, but the bench was great because Christian Wood came back. So the Mavericks ended up having four players in double figures, which is a good number for them. Usually, you know, we've seen in some losses, it's usually one or two, and that's just not a way to win games consistently. But the bench unit, everyone was a plus. Um, Tim Hardaway scored 16. Christian Wood coming back from the sprained knee, missed the last two games. Sight for sore eyes, 19 points on 11 shots. He, he looked great. He unfortunately only played 25 minutes, and for once we can say that his minutes weren't due to uh, coaching chicanery. Uh, he fouled out in his in his 25 minutes. He got unlucky with a couple offensive fouls. Portland was guarding him with some smaller guys. He just happened to pivot and elbow, you know, right into the right into the Portland guards' heads because of the way the size disparity. Where like if he was being guarded by a big, they wouldn't have been called offensive fouls, but. Since he was being guarded by guards, um, you know, just unfortunate timing there. Uh, if he would have finished the game, I wonder how it would have, if it would have looked a little different because uh, that fourth quarter bench unit to start the the fourth quarter was again playing really well. You know, with with Green, with Wood, Hardaway, Kleba, uh, and Dinwiddie, uh, those five guys look really good uh, playing starting those fourth quarters while Luca rests. So hopefully that's a trend that can continue. It's good that Wood. Looked healthy and spry, you know, sprained knee, missed two games. We weren't sure how, you know, you're not sure how he's going to look. He looked great. His three-point shot was a little off. He only made one, one of five. But, again, he was just so great in the paint. And, man, every time the Mavericks ran Luka Wood pick and roll, it felt like it ended with a Wood lob or a Wood dunk or a Wood score from the paint. That play was automatic all night. Portland had no answer for it. Um, you know, Portland didn't really have, you know, they their defense has been really good all season. There's been some funkiness in it with, you know, opponent shooting that they can't really control. That's kind of been a little lucky for them, but 
um, tonight they just had no- nothing for the Mavericks at the rim. Absolutely nothing. Um, you know, you get Nur- Nurkic didn't start for Portland. Um, so they had to start uh, Eubanks, who, I mean, does a solid enough job, but, you know, he's not a rim protector. And then outside of that, they he was really the only true big they played. They would play Grant at five with some bench units, and then everyone that came off the bench was, uh, you know, a perimeter-based player. So Portland really didn't have much in terms uh, of rim defense, and it showed um, a wild stat. You know, the Mavericks shot 50% from the field, and, you know, only uh, 32% from three, but... <laughs> Uh, they shot a remarkable 27 of 38 on two pointers, 71%. They lived in the paint. It was uh, it was a clinic uh, there. Um, uh, the Mavericks just dominated in the paint. 48 points to Portland's 36. I mean, that was kind of the difference in the game. Uh, aside from the Mavericks kind of violently regressing toward the mean in the fourth quarter, because honestly, you know, the Mavericks didn't shoot well from three. You know, 14 to 43. Uh, total but they generated great looks all night i mean they were they were getting the shots that they wanted from three luca was passing the ball well dinwiddie was passing the ball well guys were making extra passes hard uh i saw christian wood made a couple of good like would have been hockey assist uh type passes if guys would have made their shots but unfortunately you know reggie bullock is continuing his slump he only scored two points he was 0-4 from three um dorian started the game uh one of five until he made a huge dagger clutch three pointer uh, in the final you know moments of the of the game final minutes of the game that kind of salted it away, uh, and Green had some open looks. He made a good one in the fourth that, that uh, tied the game for the Mavericks to start the fourth quarter. So you know he missed a couple of good ones. Wood again was one of five. His almost all of his threes looked good. Cleveland missed one. His he had a good look as well. You know Hardaway was three of ten. You know. I wouldn't say anyone, you know, maybe Hardaway took a couple, but everyone else was taking good open looks. So uh, it felt like everything just kind of cashed in toward the end of the game. Like the Mavericks just keep, kept getting good looks and they finally fell in the, in the final minutes of the fourth quarter. And of course we got to talk about Dinwiddie six of eight from three. He made back to back to back threes in the final, uh, you know, two to three minutes of the game that basically, and I mean, that ended the game. Then Dorian hit a fourth three. Basically the Mavericks had four threes in four possessions in the final minute or two of the game. And that just, that ended it. The, it, the Mavericks were down 106, 103. And then with, I'd say like, you know, four or five minutes left and they win the game 117, 112, they win by five. So uh, it was just, it was incredible. Um, Dinwiddie was six of eight. He is now 12th. He's 12th in the NBA and made three pointers. Just kind of remarkable when you think about his career before he got to Dallas he's now shooting 45.9 percent from three um so of the top 43 uh players in the NBA in terms of made three-pointers he's sixth in percentage so I mean he's making them and he's making them at a really good rate um we keep waiting for the regression just because if you look at his career um it's not even close you know what he's doing right now is not even close he's shooting like 10 to 12 points above his his career average. Um, but at this point, he's played roughly, you know, if we include the playoffs, he's played about 40-ish games in a Mavericks uniform. If we include regular season games only, um, he's played about, you know, 30, getting close to 30. 
eventually we're just going to have to accept it that the, he's just a good three-point shooter now. I mean, there's still obviously a ton of this season left, so things could change. But honestly, I thought they would have changed to start this season because I thought maybe that 23-game sample, 23-game regular season sample where he shot 40% from three, maybe that was a mirage. But, I mean, to start the season coming off that hot and he's fully recovered now from his knee injury, you know, a se- you know he's now two seasons removed from it. So maybe this is the new Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, and the thing is his form looks great. His spot-up threes, I mean, every time he shoots one, I think they're going down. I mean, his form looks really, really good. He's getting good looks playing next to Luka. So, uh, I mean, everywhere he's been in his career since he's been a big, bigger-minute player, Brooklyn and then Washington, he was a guy that handled the ball a lot. So he wasn't necessarily getting a lot of really clean spot up looks and can't remember the stat, but I think he shot pretty decently on spot up threes. He just didn't take a lot of them because he was a primary ball hander on just about every team he's been on before coming to Dallas. So the fact that he's playing off the ball a little bit more is probably helping his, his three point shooting tremendously. I mean, I mean, probably it is, it is helping his three point shot tremendously. Um, so this was a great win for the Mavericks. They're now seven and five. They're six and one at home. Just, I mean, I know that Mavs fans um, were probably, you know, are still disappointed. You know, five, three of the five losses are Thunder, Orlando, and Washington. Uh, three teams that aren't very good right now, and three teams that weren't good when the Mavericks played them and missing, you know, good players when they played them. So I understand the frustration that the Mavericks record could be better, but considering where they were last season, where they were 16 and 18, uh, right when the new year started and then the year before that, I mean, they were like six games under 500 uh, before they turned it around. This is, you know, a better start. So we'll see if they can keep it up. The schedule's getting significantly harder starting with this game. So um, like I said on our last podcast, after the the Washington game, we're going to know how good this Mavericks team is. I think by the time we get to, to Thanksgiving, um, they play the Clippers next. Then they get Houston, and then Denver, Denver, Boston, Toronto, Milwaukee, uh, Golden State. And I know Golden State's not playing well, but you know they're still not a team that you want to look over. Uh, so they're they're about to play a stretch of seven, seven, ne- uh, six of their next seven games are against teams that are uh, supposed to be not only just like playoff teams but contenders like Clippers, Denver, Boston, Milwaukee. I mean, those were all preseason, you know, potential favorites to to win the conference and then be uh be an NBA champion. So schedule's not getting any easier, but the Mavericks get this win and they just again, they just look so much better than they did those last two games, just from process wise, energy wise, effort wise, made a giant difference. So Mavericks will take this. They get a couple days off. They play Tuesday at home against the Clippers. Nice little homestand, actually. They get to play their next. This is uh, the start of a five-game homestand. So they got four more games at home in a row, which will be really nice. I we could even with the the difficulty of these games, the Mavericks could really might stretch their their record up a little bit uh, and make Mavs fans might not want to pull their hair out. But hey, two games over 500, 12 games in. That sounds pretty good. Let's get out of here. I don't think I have much else to say. It's just me. It's hard to talk by yourself uh, about a game for this long. But um, again, Mavericks get the win. 117-112. They play again Tuesday um, against the Clippers in Dallas. I will be back, presumably with Kirk. And we'll be ready to talk to you. So again, thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Uh, This has been another episode of Mavs Moneyball After Tark. 
Mavericks again beat the Portland Trailblazers in a really fun game, 117-112. We will talk to you all later. Thank <laughs> you.